Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed. And I am Ethan. And this is a special episode of the Instinctive Influencers. We've got a third co-host on here, Ed. And he's already talking about return shows, man. Hey, that's my main man, Ethan. I have talked about him on here. Uh, when this idea for this show came out, I was like, this is going to be awesome. And when you even mentioned Ethan is the co-host, I was just hoping I would have a job after this episode. I- I'm not so worried about you having a job. I'm worried about you replacing me for <laughs> Ethan and he start running this show. How excited are you about this show, Ethan? It sounds good. I was uh, from the Christmas show. I was from the Christmas show too. You were on the Christmas yep. show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did that was you a enjoy good that show? One? I. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, that. So Ethan, before we can get started, man, we we can't just sit here and let you talk about everything until we officially allow you to be on the show. And there's one way we allow that anybody to be on the show. Do you know what it is? What is it? It is to answer our questions from instinctive response. Are you ready for, to answer some questions? Sure. All right. All right, Ed. You want to ask the first one? Well, you know what, Brian? I'm going off the rails here. We've never asked this, but recently, due to the current situation, I have been watching a lot of the show Master Chef. So my question is, Ethan, I understand that you also watch cooking shows. Do you have a favorite show uh, for cooking? Yes, I do. It is Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush? Yeah. Sugar What's Rush. that on? Yeah. yeah. How can people find that show if they want to watch it? Where Where do they watch it on? They watch it on Netflix. Oh, oh. okay. We're not a paid sponsor of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kids can watch it too. Ethan, I got a question for you. What is it? What's your favorite movie, man? Wally. Wally? Why Wally? Because uh, sometimes he. He has like he uses the boot. He he keeps it in like that square thing that opens out. He it gives to oh the flower in the boot. Yeah. Oh okay. So you like that because he gives it to someone. Yeah. Who's he give it to? The guy who um he he met Evie. Oh Eve, yeah Evie. But they call he calls her Eve, right? Yeah. Or Eva. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you got, Ed? <laughs> All right, I'm trying to think of something. I'm trying to stump him here, Brian. Uh, Ethan, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Um, see through walls and have electricity. So you- he wants to be electric. So electric and X-ray vision. And if you had superpowers, would you be good or evil? Good. I like it. Mm. (laughs) Ethan, I'm probably going to ask you one of the most important questions of your life. Okay. All right? This this could determine whether or not we stay friends. Mom's cooking or dad's cooking? Who's your your favorite athlete? Oh, brother. Nana. Nana's your favorite athlete? And who's your favorite sports person? Um Tom Brady. Good man. 
Yeah. Let's get a high five on that one. All right. Okay. There you go, Ed. That's, go ahead and ask me another that's question. That's good. So, um, okay. so does that mean that you're now a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, Ethan? What? <laughs> so in football, yeah. you you were a Patriots fan. Are you going to now be a Buccaneers fan? No. That's that's where Tom Brady is now. Oh. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> All right. That's okay though. <laughs> so, Ethan, here's a tough one. You ready? I'm ready. What was the time that? What was the time you wanted to give up on something, but you did not give up? Maybe like you were doing a workout or you were cooking something, but what was something you wanted to quit, but you did not? Workout. A workout? What type of workout? Well, like an EMOM workout. An EMOM? What's an EMOM stand for? Well, from the wads workout. Oh, doing CrossFit wads? Yeah, CrossFit wads. (laughs) Ah, really? Yeah. Do you hear that? <laughs> I, I did. I set it up. So you, you thought the workout was pretty tough, but you you just kept going, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Going. What 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 do you remember? What made you keep going? Cause I have to finish it before I quit. Okay. Oh, okay. that's so you fair. Gotta finish workouts. Okay. Listen to that, people. A lot of uh, you should. A lot of you listeners should be listening to that. I have to finish before I quit. I like it. Yeah, that's it. Ethan, I got an important question too. So we, we kind of practiced this a little bit before to help you out, but that's okay. <laughs> if you could have dinner, sit at a table and have a meal with three people, what three people do you want to sit down with and eat? Eva, Nana, and Papa. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I love the way he cut the parents out. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, exactly. You guys remember Eva from the last show from the christmas show oh yeah 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 she was on it yep we remember her yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite book ethan dog man who <laughs> dog man dog man is that like a bad guy in yeah. batman uh <laughs> it's kind of it's it, it, it he's Yes, it's Batman-ish, but Dogman, it's like the it's it's a full-size book looking and it it's built like a comic book though. And I think that kind of falls in line with another question that we have actually. It was from Dave Pickley. Dave Pickley writes it? Mm, yep. Oh. And um he he's a cop. Sometimes he has bad habits or he has good habits. Good what? Oh, habits? Yeah, habits. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. <laughs> this is my last one, Ethan. Are you ready? This is super tough. Oh my goodness. Batman or Superman? Who's better? Batman. That is why. That means he's good with both of us. Yeah, that's why you're my main man. Batman is absolutely <laughs> oh, better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, you. So, know- Ethan, we got you on. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Ed. No, Ethan, you know, I have. Eight Batman Lego minifigures, all different. What? Yeah, I like Batman oh just like you and your dad. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it. <laughs> and Ethan, he's like a really old guy who sits around and puts Legos together by himself. That, that <laughs> is awesome. That is it? a fact. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I used to do it by myself. Well, sometimes I get help. You do get help, yeah. And that's okay, right? To get help? Yeah, of course. All you have to do is say, hey, can you help? So, so Ethan, we got you on the show today because we thought it would be cool for you to kind of like hang out with us and talk. 
Uh, is there anything you want to kind of like bring up to the group and talk about it all? Um, sure. So, um, wait, no. No? Okay. Did you want to ask Ed any questions or anything like that, maybe? Well, yeah. Like what? Uh-oh. Well, yeah, it's about to get real. I, I didn't study. <laughs> I didn't study for this test. I did not prep this either, Ed, I promise you. Okay. I mean, you can ask him anything because you know he's on the other side of the planet, right? He's in Germany. Yeah. You yeah. can ask him about that. You can ask him about being in the army. You know, you know Ed's in the army too. Yeah. Ed, if you were in the army, what would you do when you were in the army? <laughs> uh, I can tell you, Ethan, I would not do what I do now in the army. That's what I would have done. I would have picked a different job. I don't know what that job would have been, but it would not have been what I do now. Yeah, that's in the army. Oh, yeah. yeah? Well, I definitely yeah. wouldn't have been aviation. Oh, yeah. Aviation, you know helicopters and stuff Ethan. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ethan we actually did this episode this is the intro to an episode that we did and you were there um remember when we were ab at abc uh and i interviewed your friend jane yeah yeah so that's what this episode is going to be about today okay <laughs> and so after this episode after after the interview is over with jane we're gonna ask you your thoughts about her Okay. Okay. All right. So Ed, I know you weren't a part of that interview, man, um, because obviously there was other things going on for you at the time. And I think we recorded it at a time of day where it would be in the middle of the night for you, man. But I definitely can't wait to hear your thoughts and what you're thinking. Uh, I, I know that uh, it was definitely one of those things where uh, it was kind of impromptu. We actually did it in her uh, therapy, one of her therapy rooms there at ABC Consulting, which was pretty cool. Um, do you have any thoughts before we go into this actual interview, man? Yeah. So when we came up with this, uh, this idea for this interview, you know, I really just spitball it to you because I really think it's important. We talk about influence every episode and we talk about ways to influence and we talk about a lot of leadership kind of stuff. But I think that it's important that we uh, recognize, you know, people in the community, there are huge influences. And uh, that was kind of the thing. And then I, I just put it together with my main man, Ethan. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be, this would be a good tool. Um, so I, I was really looking forward to this. And even though I didn't get to be a part of it, because I was not getting up in the middle of the night, um, <laughs> it still yeah. means a okay. lot to me. I really was excited as I listened back to the rough draft of it. Uh, I'll be 100% honest. I didn't get through the whole thing. Because I did a lot of grocery shopping today because I got off quarantine. So, but what I did listen to, Brian, it was fantastic. Yeah, I was pretty excited about it. And what makes me even more excited is because of what she does and what we talked about on the show. And April being Autism Awareness Month, uh, one April all the way through the end of the month, uh, a lot of people will change out their porch lights and they'll put like a blue light up. Uh, that doesn't, that's not anything weird. It's literally, that's usually like an autism awareness support type thing. Uh, but it's just really cool how, uh, that there's people like Jane who, you know, I mean, our guy here, he has worked with Jane for a while and she, I mean, they've built an incredible relationship and Ethan does so many amazing things. He's a really smart kid and it's really cool to be able to talk with somebody, um, who works out of a different field than you and I, or, or, you know, 
and we don't see to me we don't see that as like a leadership thing uh often when it really is you know yeah. uh, that she's performing these activities and she's a leader in her in, in the in the field of study that she has and it's just amazing and i can tell you ethan how old are you now i'm nine nine and you started working with Jane at about two years old. So you knew her for seven years. Mm-hmm. That's wow. pretty cool. We're going to talk more about that, though. So, But other than that, Ed, are you ready to get into this episode? Yeah, I'm ready to uh, to get into it. I guess I've already said I kind of listened to it already. But I'm ready to get into it, Brian. I look forward. I'm Honestly, I look forward to the edited release date uh, uh, version of this. And I am super excited to have a co-host today. Oh, wait a second. Uh, usually you do have a co-host, buddy. I mean a good one. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. All right, let's. Well, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. Oh, let's be honest. We all know who my favorite Weber is. Let's just be honest. I mean, there's Michelle and there's Ethan, oh. and and there's Eva, and then there's there's well, you. You're yeah. There's you after. I'm number after those three. I'm number four. I'm number four in the fi- what? This is ridiculous. All right. Yeah. That, yeah. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, I've been working with this guy for a while. Can you believe this, Ethan? Insane. It's crazy, Did right? I catch a snort there? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. There's the interview we did with Jane Barnes. Uh, and I'll tell you what, sit back and enjoy. And as soon as the interview's over, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Ethan about Jane and hear what he has to say. Hi, this is Brian, and I am sitting with Jane Barnes of ABC Services, mean, which means Autism and Behavioral consulting. Jane, how are you? I'm good, thank you. All right, Jane, so this is the deal. I don't want the audience to know anything about you until we get this instinctive response out of the way. This is a common thing we do, and it, well, just prepare yourself. So you already know one question, so I'm going to go ahead and let you have that one. It's a time you wanted to quit, but didn't. I don't know if I've ever really wanted to quit what I do. Um, I think there have been times that have been really hard and I've wanted a really long break, (laughs) but I don't know if I've actually wanted to quit. Okay. Influential childhood memory. Um, it would probably be something with my grandfather. Um, he was probably a a very influential person Mm -hmm. in my life. There are so many memories. I can't think of a specific one necessarily. I mean, but, uh, he, he, was, he was a doctor um, in rural America, in Dixon, Tennessee, actually. Oh. And um, he, uh, he just really cared about other people. And that was his mission. And he was um, a true healer. So he was very influential. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to give you an, uh, let's a little tougher one. If you could be from any other decade or era, what, which one would it be? Probably the the 50s? Why the 50s? I don't, I just, I am, I like the old, <laughs> old stuff. I like, I like a slower pace in life. Um, <laughs> um, I just think I would have enjoyed that. Pretty sure you're saying slower pace in life because of all the work that you do. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I'm also a big uh, Mad Men fan, so and that was 50s, kind of 60s. Yeah, so. All right, uh, let's see. Next one. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Um. Um is not a word. <laughs> um, I think I was probably a little bit on the hippie side. So hippie? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. I was a hard worker. 
Oh. That's two words, but I, I did work. Hard worker. I'll, we'll put a hyphen in it. Okay, okay. That works. As a high schooler, I think I, think I was bored. Bored? Yeah. Why would you say bored? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't like high school. I didn't find it very challenging. Um, hmm. And it was kind of like a just, let's just get through it. Once again, I would definitely say you've picked a, a career field that's challenging, so yes. you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's the next one. I just saw it. Oh, most influential music band. This is going to be really silly. Um, I really like John Legend. John Legend? <laughs> yes. After I have worked all day, I think I, I like to like like slow stuff. Hence, have a glass of wine. <laughs> oh, there you go. Ed will love you for that. I promise you. Uh, all right. So what right now? So if you pulled out your phone, what do you think your favorite app is on your phone? Instagram. Inst oh, you like the gram. I do. Okay. Well, we'll we'll okay. definitely we'll plug the gram later on because that's what Ed and I do. Uh, so, if you could be on any magazine cover, what would it be? The first one that came to mind was People. I have no idea why, but that was. <laughs> I don't want to be that influential to be on the cover of People. <laughs> that um, means gossip. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would I would love to be maybe on the cover of Magnolia Journal um, from. Like Magnolia Market and that sort of stuff. Uh, the, the, that uh, Joanne and yes. Chip Gaines. Yes. Okay, I yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah, those are good people. Yeah. All right, so name a book you read that positively shaped you. To be honest with you, I am not a reader. You listen to books? I do. I do listen to them in the car. Um, I recently I have really enjoyed listening to The Secret. What's The Secret? Um, it's like about the secret to life, and it's basically about positive thinking and okay. um, kind of, kind of manifesting and um, that sort of thing. Ah, I got you. Okay. I wouldn't say it's necessarily life changing, but um, I have enjoyed listening. No, and, and anything anything we take that kind of takes us out of our realm that helps out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most influential course or class that you've taken, and I guarantee you've taken a bunch because of your career field. Really, the most influential course I have took was probably a like freshman level sociology class, and it was because it, it just really it gave me a different perspective, and I had to think about other people from a different from a different perspective than I had thought about them before. Okay, nice. All right, so I'm gonna I got two more questions, and okay. the two that I find to be rather interesting uh, because. I don't know how, if I would say this, if I'm saying this correctly, but you actually help people break some of their habits to change habits. But what is probably your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is poor table manners. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and like eating habits. That is probably my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. I totally talk with food in my mouth. <laughs> I usually like to put it to one side. My buddy used to tell me all the time, he's like, you eat like a chipmunk and you're talking while you got this food over here. I'm like, I don't know why. Okay. All right. So last one. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, just those three people to have a conversation at the table, you know, good dinner. Obviously, they got to act right or you're going to, you know, you're going to get on them. Who would it be? Uh, probably my grandparents. So that's all? You only uh, get three. I would definitely pick both my grandfathers. And I don't know which one of my grandmothers I would pick. It's hard, isn't it? Poss probably my dad's mom, just because she's been gone longer. So are are all your grandparents deceased? Mm -hmm. yeah. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of know what you mean. Kind of, sort of, but yeah. not completely yeah. yet. 
Uh, wow. Uh, so from what I'm gathering, just sitting here talking with you, Jane, it seems like your grandparents are a huge influence to you in life. Yeah. Why would you say that? Um, well, I was an only child. Oh, you so were spoiled? I, 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 was, <laughs> I am. Oh, still are. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was an only child, and I was an only grandchild for like 13 years. So, so for a long time. Oh, um, wow. So, um, yeah, and I'm like the oldest great-grandchild, and uh, so, um, and then my parents were divorced, and so um, I was very close with my mom's parents, very close. I mm-hmm. even lived with them on and off growing up. Right. Um, and I think that's probably why I would love to have dinner with my dad's parents, because I wasn't around them as much, and they, they passed away when I was a lot younger, so. Right, right. It's almost, it's almost kind of like one of those, uh, to me, it seems like one of those, uh, regret not doing enough at the time right okay that makes sense now you you told me earlier nashville you're from nashville you live born and raised like nashville nashville or outskirts of nashville 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 i'm like i don't know sixth seventh generation nashvillians wow and you you only left for a little while though yep and what was that for why did you leave um well originally i thought i wanted to go be a marine biologist and swim with dolphins in the ocean (laughs) So I moved to Florida um, and went to a little college there, but I um, ended up getting a part-time job working with a little boy with autism and absolutely fell in love with it. Second semester chemistry, decided marine biology was not the way for me and um, ended up switching majors. So you ended up just getting this part-time job Mm -hmm. and was it just something to help pay the bills type thing or try to have extra side money? And you fell in love with working with him? Yeah. What, I mean, what was it that, like, literally, if you could say, hey, this one thing just grasped a hold of me and said, this is what I need to do, what would you say it would be? I don't know. I, I felt like I was making a difference, and it was a difference that I could see daily. Um, and so I think I really enjoyed that. I didn't feel like I was wasting anybody's time. Right. Okay. Uh, and so you did the school thing. You started the school thing. Obviously, you're going one direction. You went from the ocean to kids who don't like the ocean. Yeah. I, and I say that because my kid doesn't like the ocean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but he likes to swim. Uh, so you went from that to this other side of things. Uh, and and you obviously, how long did you have to go to school for this? So I did um, my undergraduate for four years. And then um, I didn't, I didn't do school traditionally um so took some time off had some children that sounds um, traditional to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then ended up uh, going back to school to complete my master's um in two years so total college was about six years okay so if because obviously and and this is where you know audience if, when you're listening uh jane works with um I guess, an array of children across the spectrum, but also do you deal, like, say, with other areas, or do you just deal with in the autism spectrum area? Um, Our field is not specific to autism. Most of Mm the funding agencies are specific to autism, so I definitely think that is primarily what I see, but occasionally I'll work with somebody with Down syndrome Mm -hmm. or um, an oppositional defiant disorder. Okay. Oh, makes sense. All right. Yeah, and 
So with, with, with that, obviously you worked with this child with autism, you, you worked towards the degree, you, you stepped away for a little while, then you, you finished uh, the, the graduate degree. If, is there like a particular title that comes with that? Or, you know, I mean, obviously it's not, graduate degree is not doctorate or anything, but is there some type of title that comes along with that? So I have a master's in education and then I completed my 1500 hours of supervised independent mm-hmm. field work. And then sat for the board certification as a behavior analyst. So um, that's kind of like in addition to your college work. So uh, so now I'm a board certified behavior analyst. Okay. So when you say board certified too, though, is that is that like some type of credential, like yes. like by state, by U.S. It or? is um, by a board certifying certifying behavior analyst. Mm-hmm. They have certified worldwide. I think that's recently changed changing or in the mm-hmm. works for changing it's only going to be um in the north america maybe i don't know but it's in america you're saying yes so my next question this is probably more on the personal basis then would be is uh, how about frequent flyer miles do you have a lot of those because i know somebody who would like to take you with us to colorado <laughs> um i well, we need to we need to build that up okay. because uh, t- to help with my wife's sanity, you need to come with us. Uh, so you you mentioned children. You stopped and had children. Yes. But you have a well. The number you gave me probably is the number that originally you were talking about. You have six children now. Yes. His, mine, and ours. You said. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I can only imagine the get-togethers. I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah. Especially having been an only child, yeah. I think that's what I always wanted was a big family and lots of kids. So I, I came from a big, uh, somewhat su- decent sized family, four of us, and uh, I could definitely say uh, there are times I wish I was an only child, but most of the time I was glad I had a bunch of siblings. So yeah, it def- it's something else. Um, the other thing I was going to bring up before we get too far into the autism thing was you have a dog I just met. <laughs> yes. And this dog is probably one of the cutest things next to Frank the Tank. Um, Frank the Tank is a uh, French bulldog who's living in South Korea right now. And your dog's name is? Louis Vuitton Bards. Louis Vuitton. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, she named a French bulldog, is a boy, right? Yes. Louis Vuitton. If that doesn't tell you anything, he is the cutest thing ever. Uh, But... So let's get into into this autism spectrum thing. I've... We've known you for, what, seven and a half years, would you say? Seven, Michelle? Yes. Seven and a half years? I, is it seven and a half? Uh, seven? Yeah. Just was about. two or three? He was two and a half. Yeah. But how long have you been doing the this, this? I don't want to say doing this. I want to say on this journey of helping children with autism. Probably since December of 1999. 99? Mm-hmm. That's like right after I joined the Army. So 20 <laughs> years almost. Yeah. Well, actually, be over 20 years now. Yeah. 20 years. So we've actually gotten a chance to only be a part of about a third of that. So uh, Very special third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I, when uh, we brought up, I brought up about the autism spectrum piece, uh, what are some of the things that, because uh, yeah, a lot of people don't understand what this is. They don't understand, you know, there's, there's the definitions and there's, you can look it up on the internet and you can Google whatever you want. But if, if, if you were to kind of explain what it is that autism is, how would, what would you, what would you define kind of like as Jane's little definition? And it doesn't have to be anything medical. I don't think okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I think when I think of autism, I think of 
how it affects people. Um, and so I think people on the autism spectrum just do things differently or think mm-hmm. differently than maybe what society expects. Right. Um, and each one of those individuals is completely different from each other. So I, it's definitely not um, a one-size-fits-all label or anything like that. Right. Yeah. And that's why it's called a spectrum because right. it's so broad. Yes. I mean, we've we've seen things across the board uh, where our famous actors have come out with – you know, uh, I think it was Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. He he came out with uh, a ver- uh, part of that spectrum, and then I think he even even Eminem even yeah. said he was a part. I was like, yeah. and I was just, and then you start once you've uh, been around someone who's you know been diagnosed with such, you start. To, oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you ever? Let me ask you this: Do you ever sit there in front of the TV, you watch a show, and you'd be like, that that guy right there? He's, you, you said they're trying to do your own little diagnosis. I don't necessarily do that watching TV, but I will, like, at Starbucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or um, even within my own family. Um, so. <laughs> I hope your family listens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, when you really think about it and you break it down and everything, and you think, okay, all these different behaviors or, or symptoms, and I'm mm-hmm. loosely in quotes, gave this individual an autism diagnosis but you see this person over here that doesn't have an autism diagnosis but might engage in the exact same right maybe not all of those but some of those things and they don't qualify for a diagnosis so i think it's it's when you say (laughs) when you say don't qualify what does that mean so there's a specific diagnostic criteria Mm -hmm. and i don't want to try to explain that because i'm not qualified to diagnose but you have to um, show deficits um, or abnormalities in certain areas, you know. Um, okay. Communication um, and behavior are two main ones. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I think we all um, may have certain communication deficits or. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that's and that's why I asked that because it's kind of like one of those things where um, sometimes it, it's kind of. How do I say it? Uh, have you ever seen, like, I see a meme sometimes, you know, on Facebook, and it, and it says, oh, I never got diagnosed with anything. I just got my daddy's belt or something like that. And, like, that bothers me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I understand what discipline is, right? Mm-hmm. So, and with our son, who you've worked with for the past seven and a half years, I've learned that there's certain routes I have to take uh, to connect with him. Yes. Right, Ethan? Okay, we make sure you got you in there. No, but and those of you didn't know, Ethan is in the room listening, and he probably isn't paying attention because he's playing video games. Uh, but like, when you see that or hear about that, like, how does that make you feel of a professional who's been doing this for twenty years? Um, I think you know when I see things like that, it makes me sad. It makes me feel like whoever is. Um, lashing out that way doesn't understand Mm -hmm. um you know and then if they do understand shame on them um so I mean it's frustrating um it's very frustrating and I definitely don't I mean I I don't think that that's the route right to go and would you I mean so for instance when we look at uh we look at a lot of different children who are diagnosed now uh versus 30 years ago. Let's just say 30 years ago because that's probably maybe even 40 years ago, like my age. Um, I'm not going to say your age because you're probably, I don't, we're probably. I'm close. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm way, I'm older. And I'm then, not far. I'm not and far if Ed that. listens to it, he's way older than us, so we don't have to worry about it. He won't understand at all. Uh, no, but say, let's just say 40 years back, the diagnosis wasn't as. 
Yeah. It just didn't happen, yeah. right? And I think, you know, it's funny. I look back in my childhood, and I think of certain kids um, that probably now, you know, if they mm-hmm. were kids today, would qualify for a diagnosis. Um, it's funny. I got... Um, two times I really got in trouble in school um, were standing up for another child. And it was a child that I felt was being bullied by a teacher. Oh. Um, and now looking back on both of those two students, I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe they were on the spectrum. I mean, I knew nothing about autism then. But, you know, oh. they just weren't paying attention. They weren't doing what they are supposed to do. The teacher got onto them. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have it. I'd just get up and walk out of class. I'd go straight to the principal's office because I knew that's where I was headed anyway. Oh, yeah. But I would just walk out. I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to be a part of, I don't want in any capacity to be, you know, in a yeah. situation like that. Yeah, I, you know, um, one of the things that I like, and it's funny, you can see so much on social media and the videos of like, say, uh, um, a peer defending another peer mm-hmm. in school or a peer taking care. Like, I think there was one, uh, there was one I watched where a little boy's switch got stolen and another little boy bought him another switch, oh. you know, Nintendo switch. And I'm not talking about the stick, you know, right. like to hit him with, I'm talking about Nintendo switch. And I thought to myself, like, that's just awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so you've dealt with, an array of children. If you could put a number on how many children, and I say dealt, I don't mean to say dealt, you've worked with a number of children. How many do you think you've worked with over the past 20 years? I have no idea. None. I mean, no. I mean, some, at this point, I wouldn't even attempt to count. I, a right. couple years, you know, 10 years ago, I yeah. may have tried to count, um, but I don't, I have no idea. You know, I, thought, I, I, I kind of, I kind of say that's kind of awesome because it's almost like I'm not putting a number on something. I'm, it's, Next job, ne- not next job, but next. Ne- let me help this next soul. Let me help this next soul, and just keep helping me, helping me. I think that's an amazing thing. If you had two different, let's let's think, let's go two different routes here. Um, and I want to start with the saddest, the saddest case, thing that you can remember of being a therapist. It's therapist, right? Yeah. Being a therapist, one of the saddest things you've ever had had to deal with. What would you say it would have been? Um. I mean, I think it always comes back to abuse situations. Right. Whether it is, um, well, it, it's always a parent's lack of understanding. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, I, I can't necessarily fix that. I can try. I can right. try and educate them. But, you know, yeah. you can't change somebody that doesn't want to be changed. So, uh, unfortunately, I've seen the abuse a couple times. And that's always probably the saddest. The saddest, yeah. And I will tell you, I like, I would testify to this. Um, and now you'll probably be like, holy crap, this totally makes sense now. When I come to the house, Brian never comes around. You know why? Why? I always thought early on, and I've learned this, I've always thought early on that why does somebody else have to learn, teach me how to deal with my child? I, I can't do this on my own. You know, and so, and so now I'm understanding, okay, I can see where you're talking about this is it's a sad moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think as a parent, it was a sad moment too because it's almost like, one, what what did I create? You know, because we think that way. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying it's like, oh, hey, I put these, huh, I rest up these wires. You right. know, I didn't do that. But you almost feel that way. And then on the other side, it's like, wait, somebody has to teach me how to do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but let's go to the funnier side of things. Okay. Give us the funniest thing you think has ever happened that you just almost peed yourself laughing. And you and it was kind of an enjoying moment. You weren't making fun of no one or right, being bullied. Right, right, right. But one of the funniest things you can think of. 
And it does not have to be my kid because we know he's hilarious. <laughs> no. He is. He is. I don't know. They just say, I don't know. That's a hard question. I, I don't know if I can answer that because I can't even like think of a specific moment hmm. that was, you know, hysterical. I feel like there there have been a lot. It's usually the comments, right? Yes. I can tell you at my yes. house, it's always the comments. Yes. When Ethan finally asked us if he could say a certain word, and we're like, what? <laughs> it recently just happened. We'll tell you off the air what the words okay. were. Okay. Um, but it was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, I hope he doesn't say it again. Uh, but so just words. At least he like, asked. And that was the good thing. Is he, he approached, and it was it was so innocent. And I think that's like one of the things I relate to autism, too, is, is like there's an innocence there. Uh-huh. It's... It's like an untouchable thing that you don't realize um, the communication piece. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they don't understand this, so they're just boom. Yeah. They're they're there. They may ask you, they may not. Maybe they don't know how to ask you. Uh, it's taught me that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, over the years, you're working with multiple children for just say twenty years. What have you learned about communication? Oh gosh, it is so vitally important. Um, it's so important to communicate with parents it's community it's important to communicate with all parties involved so many times kids with um, an autism diagnosis or any diagnosis have so many different therapists and teachers and you know at the ones that I have just really seen succeed um, there's really great communication across the board um, and everybody you know is in it for the well-being of that child and mm-hmm. um, you know communicates well everybody's on the same page yeah and so when you say so you're dealing with multiple parties you're talking you said the parent you uh, the the child or or whatever age you deal with mainly in children or primarily i do have a couple adults that i work with okay but but they're like 19 20 young so young adults okay young adults is there is it i mean is there just a point where is it like they move on to something other type of um, therapy or not necessarily? I mean, I think that they're you know when when they are not displaying communication deficits that I can help with um, mm-hmm. or any sort of ma- major social deficits, mm-hmm. um, then it's probably time to move on. You know, but it's uh, you know maybe to counseling, maybe not to anything. I mean, yeah. maybe they just don't need the services anymore. Maybe a therapist. Yeah. Yeah, I need a therapist. <laughs> no. We all do. We all do. <laughs> no, it's it's funny though. So, some of the things that you have you've worked with us on for our son, mm-hmm. uh, I've actually used it on my soldiers. Yep. Communication wise, and it seems like times it really gets through. Other times, I think I'm using it wrong, and I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but. I think people could learn from behavioral, uh, you know, just learning about the behaviors of people. And you, you talked about you took a, 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 a sociology class, uh-huh. and that was kind of like a thing that helped you out. Um, would you say, would you say that maybe also you know psychology classes helped you with that also to kind of under that balance? Yeah, I, the sociology I think was more. I mean, the psychology was kind of how the brain worked and everything, and that was helpful for sure. Um, the sociology, it was really a lot how people interacted with one another. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was 18, 19. Um, and so just thinking about, like, I know this sounds so awful, but, like, think really thinking about how other people feel and what they think. And, I, I mean, I still use those things today. You know, sometimes I'm like, how is this child feeling right now? I'm going to mm-hmm. respond. I mean, yes, I'm going to respond behaviorally how 
how that, but I can't just throw out their feelings and mm-hmm. not consider those. I yeah. have to keep those in perspective. And, and that's very much related to, so when I was teaching, when I taught in the academy, um, we changed our curriculum and our curriculum had to be geared towards how did an experience make a person feel to get them to relate? And that's, I mean, to me, dealing with Ethan and then doing that, it was like, oh, this is so awesome. I'm connecting these things. So I could definitely see how that worked out. Uh, you, you've been doing, you said 20 years, you had the ABC, but also you have another group that you work out with? Yeah, so um, ABC started when I moved back to, to Nashville from Florida. There really wasn't anything here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just put my name out there um, through the Autism Society and within nine months was so busy I couldn't do it by myself so I started hiring people and then got an LLC and everything so about seven years ago um, my clinical director of ABC Tamar Robinson um, and I were seeing just a huge influx of um, TRICARE um, military families through Fort Campbell coming in and we thought well you know they do have unique specific needs like on top of the diagnosis you know they're dealing with Mm -hmm. deployments and and moving and Mm -hmm. all kinds of things um so what if we did a separate company that just tailored to them so we we um opened a company called pastiche partners Mm -hmm. and um we only um serve military tricare families up there yeah it's funny you brought that up because I, I've had a, I had a soldier who used to work for me who actually uses their services. Um, and he, used to, he talked so many great things about your organization. So it's funny. I already knew what your organization was like. So I'm like, I'm ear to the wall type of person as he's telling me this thinking, you don't know, I know these people. And it was awesome to hear good stuff about you. So I would definitely, and I'm not going to recommend anybody yet to you until we finish. But uh, but when we when we look at um, the work that you all have done, you say you you're, you're catering to the military there um but also here in nashville you said something about there wasn't really something there wasn't um the therapies and stuff at the time Mm -hmm. and you kind of just built this from the ground up yes and didn't have a business plan it was not my intention to open a business it was just there was so much work Mm -hmm. um there there wasn't any state mandate in tennessee um there weren't any other providers at all. So, I mean, I literally contacted the Autism Society and said, hey, I have training in this hmm. if there are any families that want help. And it just blew up from there. Yeah. And then you said you had to hire a bunch of people? Yes. How many do you think you, uh, just in ABC, work alone? I mean, currently we have about 20 on staff. 20 on staff. Yeah. And they probably see a number of children every day. Yes. Yeah. I know because we come, we come down here, we call... I don't know. Do you guys call it the clinic? Because that's yes. what we call yes. it. No, <laughs> okay. That's what I call it. Well, we call it the clinic, but we, I mean, obviously, you know, when we ever, we come in, there's always a handful of children here and it's, um, not only do they do like a, like a session throughout the day, they also do individual therapy sessions too. Yep. So everything's individualized. So some kids are here, um, you know, one-on-one, some kids opt to do this under a homeschool umbrella as they're schooling and they don't, they're not mm-hmm. in school. Um, and so they're here, you know, 8.30 to 3, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. um, doing one-on-one. Then we also offer small groups. Um, and those are more helping prepare those children to um, kind of towards discharge, towards school. Like we're working mm-hmm. on skills like um, following group instructions, turn-taking, right. those sorts of things. Learning to learn in a group environment. But not only do you do you, uh, work with children here at the clinic, you go to their homes. Yes. And then you also sometimes go to their school. Yes. And that and and schools are cool with this. 
um, they're becoming more and more cool with it. I mean, I think it's a great model because um, if we can go through insurance, the kid medically is necessary is medically getting the services mm-hmm. they need, um, and it's a less expense for the school. So um, that's a that's a relationship that we really try to build with the school systems, and it and it ensures consistency across the board. Well, I think the next step is to get Louis Vuitton to become a service dog, <laughs> yes, and then you can take him into the schools, and them kids are going to go crazy. Yeah. I promise you. Well, and we actually have a behavior analyst here um, at ABC that trains service dogs, so she has oh, them oh. here. Wow. Pretty regularly. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've, I don't know. I've noticed even like with service members, like dogs seem to be the gateway to happiness. Yeah. So yeah. And as soon as I saw, like you were driving in and we were passing you, I was like, what is that? <laughs> and, she, and Michelle's just telling me the name of the dog. And I'm like, no, wrong name. What is that dog? You know? Um, no, it sounds like, it sounds like, you you know, getting involved with the autism community can be a, a huge leap, right? Yes. What would you let's say let's say you have a listener right now who has no idea what we're talking about and they want to participate in something and help out or just volunteer? What would you recommend them to do? Um, you know, I think at, there is an autism speaks in every major city. Um, mm-hmm. They do annual walks. I think that's a great way to kind of um, go find out more information as well as their website. Um, their uh, I mean, that's, that's a great way to start. I also think volunteering, um, Mm -hmm. doing different searches and, and seeing what's available in your area. Um, you know, there, there's a a local dance studio here that works with individuals with special needs. It's a great Mm. way to volunteer, um, called move inclusive and they're, they're great. Um, so, and, and we occasionally take volunteers too. Most, most people are employed, but every once in a while we'll take volunteers here too. Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, I just, I think that there are more people that would like to help with things like that and they just didn't know what to do. And I know like autism speaks, um, every year we have this, uh, we have to do this charity thing. It's, uh, it's called, combined federal campaign it's where you can donate money and it goes to whatever charity i always look for autism speaks and that's where i try to send you know whatever i donate because it's it is a really good organization we did a walk some years ago i still have t-shirts from it uh, but uh what about let's say somebody wants to actually get involved and actually do this as say a job what would you recommend to them? I would recommend contacting um, the BACB. What do they do? Do they like help placement? So that is our certifying organization. And um, there are three levels, well, four now, of certification. There's a registered behavior technician, mm-hmm. um, which um, is high school diploma plus some training. Mm-hmm. Um, they're normally like beginning level implementing the services. There's a board certified associate behavior analyst or mm-hmm. assistant behavior analyst. They um, have to have a bachelor's degree plus some training mm-hmm. um, and extra classes. Then there's the behavior analyst, which I am with a master's. And then there's a BCBAD, which is a doctorate level behavior analyst. Would that be the type of person, like, for instance, that we went to see for the diagnosis itself? No. no. Yeah. It's ba- it would basically be me if I had a doctorate degree. But I, oh, can't, yeah? I can't die. I wouldn't be able to die. Sounds like you need to go back to school. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. So um, let's talk about ABC services. Uh, you've been doing it for quite some time now. Um, with ABC, children, did they just, I mean, how did, like, how did they, I know how we reached out to you. Yeah. For instance, we basically sat in a Starbucks and talked to you. But, like, for instance, if there was somebody who needed services or, or somebody was seeking out, hey, 
I, I think there's my kid. There's something going on here. Wait, what would you tell them? So most people, most insurances require a diagnosis. Um, right. So I would first reach out to a diagnosing agency where we're not qualified mm-hmm. to diagnose. Um, uh, locally, there's Vanderbilt. Um, there are a couple private places you right. can look at, um, and then they have to get a prescription from their primary care, mm-hmm. and then. Um, they, they can get a referral for ABA services um, okay. that way. So we get referrals from Tennessee Early Intervention Systems. We get it from uh, area pediatricians, mostly mm-hmm. word of mouth. I really don't do any advertising. Yeah, I, I don't think, but you could stay quite busy, though. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're always doing something, yes. it seems like. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, with that, I mean, is there anything you'd like to talk tell listeners about about autism and just the, the, the whole realm? I mean, it's a realm. It's not, I mean... Tell you the truth, I, I, when I think of it, I think of like when he's playing his video games like Minecraft. Uh, he plays that a lot, and I'm like, that's pretty much what it's, that's autism in its whole universe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think um, I love my, my, my people. My people. You call them your people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love my people. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we do appreciate you wanting to yep. be on and, and kind of just talking a little bit about autism. And, and, and it's a real big thing. I mean, we're coming up. Obviously, this show coming out on the 31st of March and all of April is Autism Awareness Month. Um, There's usually multiple things going on during the month, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. There are walks. There are all all kinds of things. Um, Mm -hmm. And Autism Speaks would have most of them posted in local areas. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I know we've done it multiple times. We changed our porch light. Yes. Blue, we always put a blue porch light. So yep. even if people are wondering why they got a blue porch light, they would probably know that's some type of support for autism yep. or autistic family. Yeah. Yes. Other than that, though, we want to thank you very much, Jane, thank for you. joining us. Um, and I can't wait to talk about this with Ed and see what he has to say because it's funny. We had done a Q&A show probably, it was episode 50, and I did not know that his sister-in-law has an autistic son who's just recently diagnosed in the past couple, like, year or so. Uh, so it was kind of crazy because she asked the question of how our son's influenced us and we've influenced him. And it's like that was probably one of the toughest questions I had to answer because I'm like I had to get, I had to break it down to this basic format because yeah. of how basic things are with him. Yeah. You know? and, one thing I would say to touch on what you said earlier about being like, I don't want to come around because – how dare some not how dare but you know why would somebody um why do I need somebody to come in and teach me yeah, how to deal yeah. with my child it takes a while I, I and I'm sure and I you know I'm not in your shoes so I don't understand that but I can tell you knowing what I do if I had to sit down with my own children and do it I'd kill them <laughs> I mean seriously I mean I you, you know it's, it's it's a struggle it emotionally you get so frustrated you know why aren't you getting that so from that standpoint I think having somebody else come in is kind of nice mm-hmm. and uh, kind of nice to have a buffer I mean mm-hmm. and I don't expect parents to know because I would know you know mm-hmm. even with my own children and even though this is what I do for a living I don't think I would know took me two days to teach Ethan what a ruler is for lost my mind the first day and I was just like I'm done and I walked away <laughs> yeah. and then I was like okay I gotta break this down to simple format and then it took it took two days but I can see and that's why like, it took me year you know the, the seven years now uh I'll, I'll, I'll edit that out uh seven years that I've had to I've realized, oh, it's not bad to have people come in my house, you know. And now, like when people show up to the house, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Come on, he's upstairs. Go get him. Yeah. I'm going that way, you know. So, or you know what the frustrating one was is if he was acting up. Yeah. I want to be the parent. Yeah. And I want discipline, you know. Yeah. And 
you can't do that. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta you gotta let the therapist take care of it, and then you learn from them, mm-hmm. and then you deal with the child in that manner. And yeah. it's, I mean, how easy is it for Ethan to lose his mind, and then you say, well, no electronics. Now he loses his mind practically. <laughs> I mean, he's right now he's he's lit up. He was when I said that. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, we really do appreciate it. And, and yeah. I would definitely tell anyone out there that's listening, if if they're in the Nashville area and they know for a fact that they want to help or need service, or anything, ABC yep. Consult, a, or basically it's Autism and Behavioral Consulting is what it yep. stands for. Um, that's a great place to start. Pastiche. Pastiche. Yep. I want to call it Pasque. I don't know why. <laughs> Pastiche Partners is yep. up in the Clarksville area dealing with primarily our military folks. Yep. Um, and we serve military families in the Nashville and Tullahoma area as well. Oh, Tullahoma? Mm-hmm. That's a hall. Yep. Wow. Old Air Force Base. So. Wow. Okay. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's just amazing. Um, but if anybody actually wants to help out, they can check out with Autism Speaks. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, let me ask you this, is there any like type of uh, social networking type platforms that you guys kind of do things on at all? Um, like in terms of... Uh, you, you don't advertise. No. Nope. Mm. Uh, well, we do have a website. Oh, there yep, you go. Yep. And so, we do have an Instagram. That's relatively new. The gram? <laughs> we do, because I love Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my wife, is no, she let me know that your dog has his own Instagram. He does. Oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to follow that one. <laughs> Not you, but your dog. Okay, uh, that's fine. That's fun. Well, so, with that, but with that Instagram, like, would you, like, would you guys, like, uh, we introduce our staff. You know, for ah, HIPAA, okay. we can't um, really post, you know, any sort of client pictures or anything. So mm-hmm. it's mainly staff pictures, um, any sort of celebrations we're mm-hmm. doing. Um, you know, we may post some pictures of some Mario balloons and cupcakes on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to go all the way back to original, our original three words that you said. Yeah. And I'm just going to put this together for you. It's funny that you brought these up. You said you're a hippie. <laughs> That's a different way of thinking, yeah. right? And if we connect autism, it's a different way of thinking. Hard worker, it takes a lot of hard work to do what you do. And then you were bored. Obviously, you found a source uh, of to cure that boredom, I would definitely say, wouldn't you? Yeah, not bored. Not bored anymore. No. Jane, thank you very much for thank being you. part of the show. This is awesome. Uh, I can't wait to get more information out there. Uh, Ed and I will most likely speak upon this a little bit more towards the end of the show. But again, thank you, and you have a great day, Jane. Thanks. You All too. All right. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. We are back in the studio with Ethan and Ed on the other side of the planet <laughs> in his Warrior Lounge. Ethan, we just went through the whole that that interview we, we did with Jane, and you were there. You were sitting, what, at a desk or something? Yeah, I was sitting at a desk, uh-huh. desk next to Miss Jane. Uh-huh. And I work with her. Yeah. you were. I think you were playing a video game or something, weren't you, that day when I interviewed her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you did say something on that episode. I remember you saying it. So let me ask you this, Ethan. You've known Miss Jane for seven years. Man. It's a long time, huh? That is a yep. long time. What do you, th- what did you, what do you think of what do you think about her? I think she she looks nice. Uh, I used to play games with her and, uh-huh. and board games. Board games? Yep. Yeah. You, you learned a lot of things from her? Yeah. Like what? Like, like spelling, vocabulary, and uh, some reading. Yeah. Wait, let me ask you, do you think some of that stuff was tough, was hard to do? Actually, 
It was a little bit. Yeah, but you just kept pushing and pushing and working hard. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I mean, that's good. That shows good work ethic, man. Way to go, dude. All right, yeah. Ed. What What do you want to ask my man here? Yeah, you know, um, it, you know, it's funny because Ethan says, you know, he knew it. He he recognized that it was you know tough work, and uh, I think that just speaks to who he is as a little gentleman that he is a hard worker. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the show, I asked him a time he wanted to quit. And he didn't. And I am sure that, you know, I know for me, vocabulary, I struggled with spelling, uh, you know, and, and mm-hmm. vocabulary and stuff. So I think that there was probably some times, you know, working with Jane that maybe Ethan didn't want to do it. He wanted to quit and he didn't. He he didn't give up and he kept pushing through. And uh, I think that's why he's a great little uh, instinctive influencer. Oh, yeah. He's definitely an instinctive influencer. Hey, Ethan, when when things get tough, oh, what yeah. do you do? <laughs> Make it harder. Make it harder. That's right. (laughs) That's the Ethan quote of the day. Uh, So Ed just said something. It was kind of cool, Ethan. He said something about like when when you would have a hard time and you would get mad and frustrated. How did how did you feel? I feel like my I I feel like my brain was getting frustrated. Oh yeah. So I had to figure it out. In uh-huh. my brain, right? Make, make a brain, yeah. And then write the problem when I have to write. Oh yeah, no way. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're really good at math, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So if I said, "What's fourteen plus eight? Fourteen plus eight equals twenty-two. Oh, okay. What about fourteen divided counting. by seven? <laughs> <laughs> Still counting. Fourteen. Wait, what? What was it again? 14 divided by 2? 14 divided by 2. That would be 7. Oh, yeah, pretty fast. No no, uh, no paper over here, Ed. Oh, hold on, you, I'm uh, still counting. <laughs> still, oh, still counting. Gotcha. Yeah. How the... Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I had to take uh, shoes Ed, off. So there, there was a question we didn't ask Ethan, and Ethan excels at some things. He's really, really good at playing video games. Right, Ethan? Yeah, I'm really good at playing video games. Yeah, and he lets me know this. Often. <laughs> uh, Ed, he actually has a favorite video game. You want to tell Ed about your favorite video game? My favorite video game is Fortnite, and I play it on Switch, and I joined it on Dad. Mm-hmm. So when, like, usually he has to learn how to, like, get the hang of it with uh, playing Fortnite, so... There's a reason you just play solo in Team Rumble. And I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll go with Team Rumble. <laughs> he doesn't like it, Ed, because I don't like to play in squads or duos because you're supposed to stay together, and I just like to just go off and roam. Yeah. So he doesn't play with me. So you're you're holding him back. So I, I, Actually, what level are you on Fortnite? I'm like at like 71 or 72. Yeah, since the new season started. Ed, you know what my level is? 12. I'm a 21. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so I was very good at Fortnite. I like squads and duos. I was like, oh, okay. There's report cards in this game. I have no idea. You can put a re- you can you can grab report cards and then you can report your teammate back, like your squid mate and your duos mate. Oh, okay. Oh wow. Ed, what you got, brother? Uh, well, I'm not really much of a video game guy per se uh because my wife beats me in call of duty all the time (laughs) 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. His but wife beats him at playing video games, buddy. The uh, crazy thing is, I've been, that- I have been in your office and had discussions with Ethan. And he doesn't give up on his video game, and he's still, like, killing whatever he's playing and having a full-blown discussion. It's not like he even ignores you. He just keeps on going. Hey, multitasker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> multitasker. Absolutely. So, Ethan, uh, we, we just moved, man. You're pretty excited about this big move we just had? Yeah, we, we moved to from – so we were at Tennessee, and then we moved to Colorado. We were at – it was, it took it took us three days to get to Colorado, and then we stayed at at the Colorado hotel for a week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. We just now got our house. Oh. What the other day, huh? Oh, it's a crazy unpacking situation. Ethan's getting we 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 uh gonna go pick up him a new bed today. Him and Eva. We got to go grab those today at some point. So mm-hmm. it's been a lot of changes. And one of the big changes, Ed, uh, is the fact that we no longer will get to work with Jane right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ethan's got obviously you're gonna miss you're gonna miss Miss Jane, Ethan. Yeah, I'm gonna miss her. But when we get back to Tennessee, I'm gonna be so happy to see her again. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And he, you know, and he'll, he'll get a chance that when if Michelle and the and Ethan and Eva get to go back this summer or something, he's going to get a chance to work with her again. But obviously, it's crazy. You know, you listen to what uh, Jane had to say on the episode. She talks about all the different things she did, and some of the things it really tugged at my heartstrings. Ed, um, there was a point where, and I asked her about you know one some of the toughest or saddest moments she had, and. Mm. though that was like one of those times as a not just you know as a dad but also as somebody who wants to be you know an outstanding person all this stuff when she had said that you know the her toughest moments is like when there's abuse in the family and you you know it's and it it, it, what i can see how some parents they just can't deal with understanding the spectrum and whatnot you know what i mean and that one i think that was probably one of the touching moments for me during that episode. And I could definitely tell, like it was hard for her to talk about. And then my, my wife was, Michelle was sitting right beside her too. So it was kind of like a, a, we were just kind of a sit down type thing. So was there anything that you thought stood out to you at all, Ed? Yeah. So it's funny. Cause I wrote some notes down while I was listening to it, Brian. And one of them was parents, lack of understanding equals abuse. And I mean, I, yes. I so I can tell you, uh, you know, my, you know, my son wasn't, uh, autistic and it's already frustrating. So I imagine that it's, you know, extremely frustrating, but that's why people have to be, you know, we've talked about on the show being willing to ask for help because there's no, to me, there's no excuse for abuse. I really had the uh, Marcus Luttrell uh, twinge when she talked about seeing abuse, you know, uh, because I, yeah, I just, don't, yeah. I don't think there's an excuse for it. I, I get it. It's difficult. It's hard, but there's so much support out there and there's so many great people like, jane out there to help that i i just don't you know this is me personally i just don't believe there's an excuse for the abuse piece but yeah so that was one of them that really stood out and let me tell you so you asked her uh on the flip side of that right you asked her for you know like an example of one of the funniest interactions she had had and man i am telling you i am sitting here with my airpods in staring down at my notepad waiting with bated breath for this response because i've had so many discussions with you and with heather about what we call ethan moments 
that I was like, oh, I, I need right. me a good laugh today with everything going on around here. Uh, and, and then she didn't deliver. So I was a little, I was a little saddened by that, that she couldn't come <laughs> up with one. But I am telling you, I was on the edge of my chair waiting for her to yeah. deliver the goods. Uh, so I had to just kind of rehash some Ethan moments that, that I had shared with Heather at one point to, uh, to, to get through that moment. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey man, it does. There are some moments, my friend. And <laughs> I mean, there's, I'm telling you, it's an everyday type thing with us. We, we have, uh, we have quite the excitement. His, his best friend, I'm pretty sure his best friend is, who do you think your best friend is, buddy? Me. Gage. Oh. And I'm at like, Who's your best friend, though? You always tell me. So, Gage is my best friend. He was from third grade, and I'm, and I'm in third grade. I uh, usually see him at recess and lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and at the hallway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. So, but, you know, and, and I think, you know, it, I, I really, uh, I would have to definitely say that, you know, the things that we discussed on that show, it kind of hits home where, you know, I wonder if people know that there are things that they can do, you know, and they can be a part of, you know, something a little bit bigger than themselves and they kind of, they give up their time or they can just go be a part of some type of walk or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and to me, in a sense, that's kind of that, that same thing of the instinctive influencer movement of, going, doing something and influencing others, you know, just, just to do the autism walks, you know, uh, d during April, uh, autism speaks is that organization she talked about. Um, and I know for instance, your wife's sister, am I, yep. am I correct? Yeah. Your wife's sister. And we talked about her during the Q and a, the last Q and a show we did, but, uh, there's, I guarantee they probably even have stuff up there in, you know, she's in Canada. Yep. She's in, in Ontario. And I guarantee you they have the same stuff that they have down in the U.S. I mean, there's there's just so much people could do and get involved with. And to get to know people uh, such as Jane uh, and to be able to know that type of information, man, it, it really helps out. And I would definitely – I'm going to say – I mean, I'm already coming up with that task. That's the task <laughs> I want to throw out there. But was there anything else you took from this interview that you wanted to kind of throw out or anything you want to talk to Ethan about before we, uh, we kind of – close this show up my man well one of the other uh real powerful moments to me brian was you um you know being friends for many years knowing ethan knowing your wife your daughter the uh the point when you kind of talked about how you felt about you felt like they were saying hey we need to teach you to deal with your own child i thought it was pretty powerful i thought it was really powerful um i think that it was a tough moment you i think you showed some vulnerability there and, and I, and you know, like I said, I do not understand, you know, what it was like, but I can only imagine how difficult, you know, it is because, you know, when you raise, when you're raising children, you always are like, don't tell me how to raise my kid, but yet you needed that little assistance. They weren't trying to tell you how to raise your kid, but they were trying to help you to understand the intricacies of raising yeah. a child with autism. So that really, really was powerful to me and stood out. And uh, for my new co-host, Ethan, uh, when are we going to start recording this full time? Just you and I. We're going to cut your dad out, man. <laughs> He's trying to cut me out, Ethan. Yeah. It's just going to be you and Ed for yeah. me. It's going to be Ethan and Ed. We need to start practicing. That, I am that, Ethan. That is not true. No, that is not true. You have to keep. 
You have to keep Brian Ripper in the show. All right, all right. I'll keep him if you promise that one time soon you'll be a co-host for another episode. You want to be on another episode down the road, buddy? Huh? You want to be on another episode down the road? I'll be in. I'll be in on the episode every day, but sometimes I won't be on an episode. So. I might, I might do him. All right. I will keep your dad if you promise me that we'll do another episode together. Maybe we'll do another Christmas episode together. If you promise me you'll do an episode with me, I'll keep your dad. Is that, yeah. is that, a, is that a deal? That's a deal. All right. All right. It sounds like we let's, got a deal, let's man. Pretend yeah. shake hands. <laughs> pretend shake hands. Hey, I'll give you my high five for you. Here you go. All right. There we go. Nice. High five. It's, all right. Hey, so listeners out there. So you just listened to. You know, we had a little conversation with Ethan on the front end and on the back end, but you also listened to it in the middle when we talked to Jane Barnes. And Jane Barnes is an amazing individual who we, uh, we, you know, Ed and I talked about it and we thought it'd be a great deal to have her on. Not only is she a strong woman leader in her field, but she's also doing great things for people uh, within the autism spectrum and other uh, areas that, uh, where people are struggling in life. But this is one of my challenges to you. The challenge is this, episode 66 task is to go out and do something like an autism walks or uh, just one of the many little uh, benefits they have. And it doesn't even have to be that. It could be at any point in the year. There's so many different things that go on. But April is one of those months where it's supposed to be an autism awareness month. Find something to be a part of and go do it. That's your task. You don't even have to, you don't have to share this episode, nothing. Go and do something like that. Or Grab a buddy, a battle buddy, and go do it too. You know, it's just, it makes sense. I think it's the best idea uh, that I think we've had yet, Ed, um, to kind of be a part of something bigger than yourself. And that truly is. Uh, but Ed, what do you got before we close out this show, buddy? Yeah, so I think it's awesome to bring awareness to autism. And, and I do think it's great that we have a month dedicated to autism, but we need to do more than just a month. You know, my cousins had years of muscular dystrophy and you really only think yes. about muscular dystrophy at labor day with the jerry lewis telethon and, and and there's stuff and there's events that you can do year round for these organizations and, and it lets you get out and be bigger do something bigger than yourself so uh that that to me brian i think is the real message of this episode and i think that it's awesome that we're going to release this in you know kind of in conjunction with uh autism awareness month yeah, definitely, man. Light it up blue, brother. Uh, so other than that, Ed, did, uh, not Ed, Ethan, did you have anything you wanted to tell the listeners before we go? So, um, what? Uh, <laughs> I got, um, some. You a little nervous, are you? Yeah. Yeah, it can be nervousing, right? It, it, my first time, too, you know, and this is your second time. So my second time, I was horrible. I, I was, Ed carried the whole show. I you. <laughs> he did the best. Out of control. Yeah. So, <laughs> you two are, are good at the podcast. Oh, well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Ed, did you know, uh, real listens to almost every episode? Yeah, that means a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, he thinks we're good. Yeah. I'm going to start giving him shout outs. You know, um, hey, man, that's but, awesome. But at the same time, he needs to tell us how we can get better so that we can continue to learn. You know, uh, yeah. we're never done learning. We, we learn our whole life, you know, lifetime. I feel like there's a thing we use. Oh, lifelong learning. Uh, continues all the time and Ethan Ethan can help us lifelong learn by telling us things we do great and things that we can improve on yeah Ethan is there anything you can tell Ed and I to help us to get better and be better people you guys can be better people if we do what 
if y'all pay attention on the podcast. Okay. And I would pay attention on the podcast too. <laughs> okay. So we, we become better if we pay more attention on our podcast? Yeah, and <laughs> answer a lot of questions. Answer a lot of questions. Ed, we got to nice. start answering a lot of questions. A you know what, though? Them. You know, something we... <laughs> It was something we didn't bring up on this episode that we always talk about. We talk about a hero of ours. Ethan, do you know who we always talk about? The guy that we always talk about on this show? Uh-oh. Uh, Bearded Ninja? Who? The Bearded, Bearded Ninja. Ninja. Oh! <laughs> and that cute our commercial cut. The Bearded Ninja. <laughs> if you're a man walking through the desert, bare-chested, wearing nothing but your jeans and boots on. You got a strong beard, but no hair on your head. How do you strengthen that beard? Bearded Ninja Beard Bomb. Made of snake venom and pomade. Get it today, nowhere. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thanks for uh, being on the show, Ed. Uh, oh, wait, Ed, you're part of the show. I'm the one yeah, that's about to be cut off the show. You have to stay on the show. Stay on the show. I got you. All right. So, Ethan, thanks for being on our show today, man, and, and kind of helping us out with this whole Jane Barnes interview thing, man. We appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate y'all, too. Yeah. Ed, <laughs> we'll talk to you later, my man. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Brian? We almost forgot one more thing. Yes. We are slipping today. We are distracted by how great this show has been. Uh, so, oh, for our listeners out there, yeah. um, one, Brian, has he's provided you his task, but he did not cue me up for how can you find us? Oh, well, that's easy, Brian. The way that you can find us is 101 Influence on social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram. We also have Twitter accounts. Uh, both of us have our own individual Twitter accounts, and we'll respond to you there. Or you could check out the website, instinctiveinfluencers.com. Oh, yeah. Definitely look that stuff up. Well, that, that ends this show, episode 66. Thank you so much for listeners. I am Brian. I am Ed. And this has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. We thank you so much. Remember, Autism Awareness Month, April. Do something. Light it up blue. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.